There's a need to fear. The Underhills are here. Broadcasting live, live and around the world. Around the world. From Cabana One. The only podcast that's all ball bearings. Your ultimate source for everything Fletch. Moon River. Thank you, Doc. You ever serve time? Laker Jim and his beat reporters will stop at nothing to make sure Fletch lives forever. Forever. (laughs) They don't shower much. This is Fletchcast. Thank you, Sammy, and welcome to day four. That was one of your best thank you, Sammys, ever. Yeah, that was a lot of energy. (laughs) Thank you, but I still don't do it as good as the goat. Thank you very much, Sammy. Thank you. Yeah. It's been a work week. Yeah. You must be excited about what we're going to talk about today. I know I am. I know Jake's excited for this episode. I'm your host, Laker Jim. Along with me are Bob. And the literary Jake. Yes, sir. This is uh, this is his moment to shine. As we have been talking about at nauseum. I mean, listen, talking about Underhill doesn't end each day at at the end of the podcast. I continue to talk about him with my family, uh, with my friends, with strangers on the street, right? Strangers, <laughs> barnyard animals. Okay, good. It's not just me. Whoever will listen, I chase them down. I talk about Underhill, as I hope you guys are doing at home. Okay, Jake, this character not only is a part of the first movie and the second movie, which we will cover tomorrow, mm-hmm. Fletch Lives, but he's also part of the book. He is the trifecta character. He's in all three platforms of Fletch. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. And I have the book right here in front of me. I'm yep. going to be reading a couple of passages from it. You are correct. He is in the book, but we've talked before. The name is different. It is. Yes. It is what? I will ask you. I'm Ted Underwood. That's exactly right. Mr. Underwood. Underwood. Jake, I have a question about that, Jake. Mm. I'm sure that you know, and like the I'm sure you know, one of the most common typewriter brands is an Underwood, correct? Yes. Mm-hmm. What do you think the odds are that the reason Gregory McDonald gave him the name Underwood was because maybe he was scrambling for a name, looked down on his typewriter and said, oh, Underwood. I'll give him it's that. very possible. That's very possible. That's very good, possible. That's a good theory. This was early yeah. 70s and yeah, that's all you had back then. Oh, yeah. That's all you, that's so, all you had in the 80s, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I will say this before you yeah. get started, Jay. Yeah, go ahead. In the script, he's Underhill. And many, many times in the script, it stays true to the names of the book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cummings, you know, like all those characters stay true to the book. This one is weirdly changed in the script to Underhill. Maybe they felt that Underhill was funnier. Yeah, possibly. But I don't really see it. I wonder at what point it went from Underwood to Underhill and for what reason. But that's neither here nor there. This episode, we're going to talk about the literary Underwood. And now, literary Fletch. Fletch, yes, Fletch. Examining the word of Gregory McDonald. Take it away, Jake. 
Okay, so chapter 12. <laughs> so I'm going to read from this. So chapter 12, this is when Fletch comes to the club. So he's at the, at the racket club. And I'm going to read you just a couple of uh, paragraphs here. So Fletch had left his car in the club parking lot and had gone around the building past the kitchen door to the service entrance. Time to use the service entrance. To the locker rooms. The freshest <laughs> sign on a locker door said Underwood, a new member. They and their guests could not yet be well known to the club staff. When he came onto the tennis pavilion, the head waiter had said, pardon me, sir, are you a guest of the club? Fletch had answered, I'm a guest of the Underwoods. They're not here, sir. I haven't seen them. They're coming later. Very good, sir. Perhaps you'd like a drink while you're waiting. Fletch had spotted Joan Stanwyck. We'll put it on the Underwood bill. A screwdriver, please. He sat at Joan Stanwick's table. Wow. And that was the first reference to Underwood slash Underhill. God, it's so it's so different. Like, first of all, right, take this, take this kind of you know, situation by situation. First of all, s- parking his car around the corner, not in the parking lot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, that's that's probably more realistic, being that he's kind of an undercover detective in this situation. But sneaking in through the locker room, that's that's something that, you know, you get you get that inside information that under Underhill is a new member. Underwood is a new member. That is not something I ever would have expected. I would have thought that Underwood or Underhill was a like a legacy member that's been around in that club since he was a kid. Right. Right. He knew the ins and outs. Yeah. I wouldn't think that they're like a like a like a new money kind of you know, couple that just joined this club. Maybe, maybe they recently were thrown out of their last club for, you know, <laughs> the behavior that we've seen and they had to find a new club and that's why they came here. Yeah. I certainly did not picture the Underhills as new members. That's an interesting yeah. uh, take on the characters because I imagine them also as founding members or family that generation after generation has been members of this exclusive racket club. Uh, but Hey, sometimes you got to wait till you're in your 50s or 60s to have enough money to finally belong. But hey, hands hats off to Fletch. Uh walking into a strange area on the fly, coming up with an idea to pick a new member, say you're with them. That's genius. But it's smart. Yeah, it's a very smart You know, it's a smart way to do that. Yeah. This isn't really Underwood slash Underhill related, but in the next couple sentences, he talks about his the line that we always use is uh, John Cocktoaston. Although here it's not not John Cocktoaston; it's the world's most forgettable name, Utterlemensky. John Utterlemensky. And in the script, that's that's the alias that he yeah. used in the script. Yeah. So that was a Chevy ad lib. I'm John. Oh, John. <laughs> 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 now, John who? John Cocktoaston. <laughs> it's a beautiful name. Well, it's Scotch Romania. It's an odd combination. Yeah, well, so are my parents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Huh. It's a good ad lib. I mean, it's a year. And he's in the furniture business in Butte, Montana. We talked about that. Right. Uh, as far as any further mentions, a couple pages later, he he talks about, Wait, by what? the way, John, this is this is Joan talking. By the way, John, how did you gain entry to the racket club? I'm a guest of the Underwoods. 
he and I are doing a little business together. He knew my plane was not leaving until mid-afternoon, so he suggested I come over, hit a ball, and have a swim. The Underwoods? I don't know them. They must be new members. I'm sure I wouldn't know. (laughs) So so back back up a little here. First of all, Joan being Gale. And second of all, when you said he was in uh, the furniture business, do you mean John or Ted? Yes, John. John, that's his cover. Yeah, that's his backstory. He's in the furniture business from Butte. Uh, Montana, but he does know he he does talk about knowing Alan as well. Oh, he does. Okay, yes, he was one yeah. of his flyboy buddies. Yes, okay. But that's how we got entrance into the club, and then you know they they have a the mutual relationship wow. with uh, with Alan, so it goes from there. <laughs> but yeah, but that's how the Underhills slash Underwoods are presented in the book. Now, since we don't have a lot of similar scenes from the book to the movies to compare. One little part that we can compare is when the head waiter approaches Fletch. So here's Dan John Miller, friend of the show, uh, with the book version. When he had come onto the tennis pavilion, the head waiter had said, "Uh, Pardon me, sir, are you a guest of the club? Fletch had answered, I am a guest of the Underwoods. They're not here, sir. I haven't seen them. They're coming later. Very good, sir. Uh, Perhaps you'd like a drink while you're waiting? Fletch had spotted Joan Stanwyck. We'll put it on the Underwood, Bill. A screwdriver, please. Okay, so pretty close. You can uh, clearly recognize the scene. Now, here's the Andrew Bergman slash Chevy version as it appeared in the movie. Excuse me, senor. You are a member of the club? Uh, No, I'm not. I'm with the Underhills. They are left, senor. That's all right. They'll be back. He went out for his urinalysis. Would you like some drinks, senor, while you wait? I will put it on the Underhill's bill. Yes, very good. I'll have a Bloody Mary and a steak sandwich and a steak sandwich, please. Very good, senor. <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so a lot of, lot of things added. Uh, no urinalysis line, no Bloody Mary, no steak sandwich, no steak sandwich. So since that dialogue did appear in the script... It was either originally there from Bergman or part of the Chevy rewrite of the script, but that was a that was scripted dialogue. So you can see how much those guys added comedy to that just one scene uh, in comparison to the book. Wow, interesting rewrites. Something to consider. Something to consider. Joan or Gail says here she doesn't know the Underwoods, Underhills. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yet later in the movie. Like uh, Underhill knows exactly where to find Gail Stanley Cabana One, and and it seems like he would have known who she was when he's screaming her name. And yeah, yeah, you know, he's, he's like, like this it, is Ted it, Underhill yeah. here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get the impression that they that they're you know they know each other, they know of each other at least. Mm-hmm. So interesting. Okay, I wasn't sure where you were going there, but you, so you're saying that the movie version of Underhill does not line up with the new revelation we just made about them being new members. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay, interesting. I mean, I would say then that's not canon, but canon begins with Gregory McDonald, so we can't dismiss that point. We got to kind of start at the top and work down, work our way down. Yeah. I tell you, you know, he mentions, you know, that he he got him out of the war. He got him out of the war, right? So that kind of that might defunct the new member theory, but. It's it, it's fun to talk about. Let's just carry back to the movie the idea that they're brand new members. Okay? Mm-hmm. Imagine being brand new members 
and right. then all this happens. Yeah. I mean, yeah. can you can can we sympathize <laughs> any more with this guy? This this poor bastard. Yeah, you're starting to paint a picture. You know, I mean, they're brand new members. They're paying big money, and then they're just being treated like garbage. Yeah. I mean, come on. You have a bus boy hovering over him. You know, that got mean, an they're, expensive they're, bill, lunch bill, fraud, oh, good. fraud, fraud charges on their account. I mean, you. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, <laughs> the staff basically takes anybody at their word <laughs> about anything. Oh, the poor guy. The poor guy. You no, know, those are those are growing pains, though. Being a you know a new member, you know, you're you're not known. You don't know who your acquaintances are. You don't you know you don't want to. It's actually good service to not throw Fletch out of the club because you can't prove yes be that they're not there. But at the same time, you know, yeah, you have to I think the club's gonna have to take that lunch bill on the chin if he couldn't <laughs> track down Gale, you know, and say, I'm not paying this. I don't know who the hell this guy is. Can we talk about the lunch anyway? My God, that's a hell of a lunch. Jeez Louise. That'd sit on me for that's days. That's definitely a Sunday, Sunday kind of deal. Yeah, you know, like that's <laughs> So yeah, all right, you have two two lobster yes. thermidors, two portions of beluga. I'm sure the lobsters come with, you know, some sort of side of pasta or something. You know, a couple different sides. Then you have Dom Perignon, and you know, and that's a four hundred dollar lunch right there. Yeah. Four hundred nineteen eighty five dollars. Yeah, yeah. And so, we're, yeah. And listen, we're going to break down the bill in day seven. I mean, we have the world's top mathematicians <laughs> working on this. I mean, Jake drove right it's, down to Texas Instrument. And had them take a look at this and and see if they can come up with some kind of a formula so we could figure this out. It's so overwhelming. Yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. So just a little, just a little teaser now, but we'll get into that. Yeah, Sunday is a day of <laughs> rest, and you're going to need rest after we go over this bill. Absolutely. I mean, I keep, I, I've added, been adding this up. The numbers from this bill have been swirling around my head like Rain Man all week. <laughs> How many characters, Jake, transcend? The two movies and the book. Uh, well, Fletch. Um, yeah. We have Ted or Underwood slash Underhill. Uh, Gillette. Gillette sure. is in, in the book right. and in call. both movies. Yes. Um, and I believe, and then Frank, of right. course. Yeah. And then I believe that's that's it. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean that's, that's good company. I that, mean, I mean it's are... rare company. Yeah. Right. I mean, if we're making our Mount Rushmore of Fletch characters, that puts Underhill on Mount Rushmore. He really I is. Think so. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I think he's stuffed right into that little Teddy Roosevelt spot. <laughs> <laughs> well, there would be four and that would be it. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, that about wraps up day four. And just look, look at this as one more layer that we've peeled from the human onion that is Ted Underhill. Yes. Day by day, layer by layer, we learn more and more. Tomorrow, Fletch lives. Blink and you miss Underhill, but he's in there. Yep. I don't know if you I don't know if you picked up on it. I don't know if you picked up on it, but at the beginning of this, I was like, I'm excited about this episode. I, I thought I thought we were doing Fletch Lives. We were doing the book. <laughs> Bob, I know you were expecting a nice Fletch Lives episode today, but maybe next time. <laughs> That's a great way to close it out. <laughs> See you guys tomorrow.